This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. This week Vince Neil revealed his revolutionary weight loss technique. It's quite something, really what you do is, perform so poorly that nobody books your solo act anymore. Then you can't afford food. Presto. You just lost a bunch of weight. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Sound advice from Chuck Blandington. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob with a halo of light above me. Hope Jesus, you're Rob. And I want to wish everyone a Shana Tova, or just say Shana Tova. Shana Tova. It's Rosh Hashanah, which is why Noah can't join us. She's with her blood family, as opposed to her podcast family. Uh, but I'm here. It's Rob here with Sid. Hello. Here with 3D. And we have a very special guest joining us here at the top of the show. He is the most revolutionary force in corpse entertainment. <laughs> He's the necrosexual. Welcome, uh, necro. Uh, Sorry, uh, the necrosexual. Gotta get it right. There's your redemption. You fucked now, up necro- my tagline. <laughs> Wait, no, you're right. The w- w- what's the tagline? You should know this, Rob. You like pro wrestling. I'm confusing my pro wrestling tagline. The most electrifying man in corpse entertainment. (laughs) I said the most revolutionary force. I'm 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 mistaking my rock catchphrase with my Vince McMahon catchphrase. You were do you were doing the old Coliseum video intro on the VHS tape. (laughs) Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. (laughs) Uh, Necro, it's great to have you. You're joining us from some sort of cave in Philadelphia. And uh, very happy to have you back on the show. How has life been? It's been grim, baby. <laughs> very nice. Very on brand. And now uh, in the time that we've spoke, since the time that we spoke, you have a, a, a successful band named after yourself. So you get all the money. <laughs> and so that's exciting. And you just put out a brand new EP, which is called Seeds of Seduction. You can get it on Bandcamp. It's not yet on Spotify. I like that. You yeah, gotta make Spotify. people work for it. Support the it's artist, up. baby. Yeah. Seeds of seduction, a meat platter, a black metal and speed metal excess. Yeah. To you by me. <laughs> so uh I this it, it's a very suggestive album cover. I wanna I wanna load it up for, for our uh viewers here watching on the video stream on our Patreon yeah. and uh, on the live feed. So Steal your um, coins. <laughs> now, first of all, so when, when why did why did you start doing the band? When when did that happen? That happened in 2015, and it was something that when you hear the call to rock, you got to answer. I heard a vacuum, and there was a lack of good, heartfelt, electrifying, seductive, high energy, macho, theatrical black metal music. And what better person to fill that vacuum than me? So it took a while. We had to find and procure the right musicians who can keep up with my layer of rip, my level of riffs, as well as my debauchery on stage. And we did it. So better late than never, baby. I'm leaning into this midlife crisis with one hell of a solo project. <laughs> you can't be old enough for a midlife crisis yet. Come on. Yeah. How old is Necrosexual? I'm in my Jesus year. The final days of my Jesus year. Yeah, it's coming up to a close. So Virgo season, baby. Happy almost birthday. Oh, same. Vir- talking to another Virgo over here. Just celebrated. That's why we get along so well. 
<laughs> so here is oh i can't share hold on one moment what it's is it too grim it's too grim it's breaking zoom the sensors are after us we must summon the meat platter <laughs> summon it rob come on <laughs> give me a moment to set it are up are we gonna uh, have to make necro yeah. just like show us manually from his <laughs> compound <laughs> if he has there, there it is <laughs> oh <Woo>! my goodness <laughs> that's not the cover no available on my band camp order it i'll sign it for you or your family or your perverted friends so it's it's a real hit and you we don't sign that t-shirts and do you sign that with a pen or do you dip the head of your penis in blood and sign it that way that's for you to find out baby <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta pay for, for that free. yeah all right it's worth it all right i think i got it here all right now i'm excited all the necromaniacs watching at home steal yourselves gird your loins prepare to probably have a raging heavy metal heart on as soon as rob flashes his image on the screen okay it looks like i would have to oh come on rob we'll add in a post (laughs) (laughs) sorry i was let's see if this works hey you see it Oh, oh my God. Look at all those supporters. Look at all those supporters, baby. I mean, $12 on Bandcamp Friday. I'm living the dream. All right. So for those of you uh, on the audio feed, it, the cover art, it's, it, it reminds me of except, but not except, but, but in the other direction, in the sense that it's Reject. very clearly, it's very, <laughs> it's very clearly necrosexual's crotch. And the man's the man's got a little fuzz, yeah. and then where where you would expect his winky is a giant piece of red meat. Is this a New York strip? Is this a flank? It's, it's it's a I think it was a sirloin. The sirloin. I do have to say my apologies to Frank, but I did made sure not to waste any parts of the photo shoots. That was my dinner, just getting a little extra seasoning from the necrosexual's loins. Oh, that's good. So you didn't you didn't kill this cow in vain you actually yes consume the protein from it i use every part of my photo shoots <laughs> did you also eat the chains and the rope or what did you do with those? <laughs> that's the you can make those those are going to make their appearance again in my upcoming music video Ooh. and i don't want to spoil too much for it but maybe we created the motion picture picture version of that album cover so that's going to be coming soon just give you a little taste of what's to come so did the sirloin <laughs> steak coming. like go like get prepared by catering and shared by everybody or was it just <laughs> no, it's just it's just just me nobody I got you, you know, know. yeah <laughs> yeah now I mean, what, what can we say it's like the most iconic album cover of all time and i was so flattered and metal injection for sharing that next to eddie because you have on one hand iron maiden's new album and on the same day you had the necrosexuals new album a dangerous meeting you could say <laughs> i don't think uh, eddie had any uh, the daring to put any any meat uh, on his body during that album cover shoot so i'm an artist yeah i'm an artist baby damn right I, i'm trying to queue up that you know every week we of course have uh on Fridays, we have a, a column every Friday for the releases out that week. And uh, our, our, our wonderful writer, Daniel Cordova, uh, made sure to spotlight Necro right next to Iron Maiden. Here, you can see it. I hope you can see it. I'm going to send him an autographed steak in the mail. 
<laughs> how did it feel to have, how does it feel to have a steak uh, up against your crotch? There are barriers used. Oh, so. oh, <laughs> showing us behind the curtain here. Literally the meat curtain, the beef the meat curtain. curtain. Yeah, <laughs> not as bad as you might think. Let's say that. Okay. And I guess there's a hot beef injection joke in there somewhere, but we don't have time for that. Yeah, life is short, baby. Now, uh, are, are you playing shows? Do you feel comfortable playing shows? What, what, what's the status of the band? Yeah, the musical endeavor, necrosexual, rock and rolling, taking a slow, metered approach. But we have one on November 12th in Philadelphia with a killer space rock band known as Book of Worms. Good friends of mine. And we did a show at the end of July. It was completely cathartic. People were moshing their faces off, losing their minds. So it feels damn good to be back out on stage. And a lot of Seeds of Seduction was about just the call to want to rock and the feeling to be on stage. It's the most intoxicating high. And throughout the whole lockdown, what else could I do than just be alone with my insanity and trying to focus my creative process, thinking about getting back on stage and rocking out. So it feels damn good to be back in the saddle, even if it's a little bit tentative and ginger as uh, the world slowly opens up well i would imagine with the pandemic you know you'd be very turned on because there's way more people dying and uh, yeah. more people to be attracted to as a necrosexual no i do uh, prefer people to pulse you know i think necrosexual when it started off there was of course the necrophilia element of it i have the song dead sexy which is from the perspective of a corpse because i didn't want to have it be somewhat consensual in this day and age that we're no, that's good. So, yeah establishing consent with the dead but i do you know the necrosexual it's you have the necro you have the dead things you have the metal things you have the satire and then you have the sexual which is my wild and crazy personality and dark humor and so that's really what the the name necrosexual means it's like my two halves come into form the meaty hole <laughs> but also you like fucking corpses that's just like a byproduct. I mean, I wrote a song Happy about person. it. Yeah. That's sexy. So, you yeah. know, yes, the chapter has been written. Yeah. <laughs> but you want you don't want a covid corpse because their pulmonary system like the they don't they won't have the stamina to take what you have to give them. They won't have the pulse either. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. I always I joke could- that, uh, you know, Rod Stewart has a song, Maggie May, and I feel like that song is really about necrophilia because it's like, wake up, Maggie May, I got something to say to you, but yeah. she's dead, Rod. Uh, the original working title was Maggot May, and they right. the label <laughs> made him change it. There we go. Yeah. Fucking labels. Yeah. <laughs> I know a secret. Oh, yeah. Uh, that he fucks dead people. <laughs> now, some guys, uh, some guys have all the luck, you know? <laughs> Speaking of the departed, I do have to say, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, no jokes there. That's a very tragic yeah. death. <laughs> and uh, it's very sad. And I don't know. It's still, it didn't come out like how exactly he died there was just a story in the post that there was drug paraphernalia found but i i do want to just take a moment to talk to any uh folks listening that like to expand their mind to maybe take a break from the cocaine and the and the the heroin right now because there's fentanyl in it and uh or get those fentanyl test strips and be safe 
about it if you're going to do it. I don't want to tell you how to live your life. But yeah, be careful out there. It's always Is good to you we use, love Rob? you. What's that? You use the fentanyl test strips, Rob? I have not. No, I am abstaining from the hard drugs until the <laughs> fentanyl is gone. <laughs> until. <laughs> Uh, exactly uh, i i'm not gonna say i'm never ever gonna do cocaine or heron well heron probably i'm never gonna do unless i unless i get some sort of uh life debilitating disease where i know i'm gonna die then i'm just gonna go go out <laughs> shooting a barrel yeah. otherwise i'm not yeah exactly. otherwise i'm not gonna do it okay maybe we'll see it depends yeah. if it's at a party if i trust the person and if the whole fentanyl thing died down right now i'm not doing it <laughs> Yeah, Rob is what we call rock star sober. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really drink. Uh, I just smoke pot. That's my that's my vice, and uh, maybe do some shrimps sometimes. And you just like hang Haven't out in an accountant's office, apparently. That's right. I am getting my taxes done right now. <laughs> as I'm doing the show, uh, I am on remote, and then this is this is the only quiet room where I could where I could broadcast from. Are you going to go through some of those binders later in the show? Just read aloud from the pages of whatever is behind you. Maybe we can get an expose on somebody's books here. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> do we, do we, uh, maybe some modern sound reproduction books or some. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? I thought that's what we were and, doing on the show. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, one guy we rag on on the show here. Or feature spotlight is uh, Vince Neal, mm. and uh, what's he up uh, to? <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. But Necro, what are your thoughts on Vince Neal? Do you draw hey. any inspiration from him? Of course, I love fucking Motley Crue, and I'm rooting for the guy. You fucked Motley Crue? No, I love Motley Crue. Oh, I, you said I love, love fucking Motley Crue, and I was like, oh, I love wow. fucking uh, yes. I, I mean, it plays into the necrosexual thing because right, you know course. they're almost Mick dead. Mars. Say, <laughs> you said you don't actually like to fuck corpses, and so you may not have much time to fuck Motley Crue. Hopefully, they're here for a while. But Vince Neil, in a way, you know, my heart goes out to the guy because he's getting it from both sides. People are giving him shit about his appearance, and people are also giving him shit about his performance. And the dude's just trying to live his life, so. In the name of the Motley Crew legacy, and I hope in the name of putting on a good show for the fans that still want to see him and maybe see the day where he can sing a chorus without having to rely on his backup band, I hope that the guy, you know, gets it together and keeps rocking and rolling for a few more years. So you think oh. that's something he could recapture? I've seen crazier shit, dude. People have come back from crazier, crazier things. Like, you know, I'm thinking about DDP Yoga, the guy that couldn't even walk. And then he gets hooked up with DDP and he's able to run. So never say yeah. never. Of this course, is a great my, point. Yeah. I mean, well, of course, also, with uh, for, look at Jake the Snake Roberts, another another story. The guy, Scott Hall, a lot of pro wrestlers I'm drawing from, but I but feel can like, they sing? <laughs> that's I mean, the question. better than Vince Neil. No, uh, at, at least try to sing. At least try really to hit the choruses. You know, the same thing happened when I saw David Lee Roth, the guy. He sang the verses, but his backup band did all the choruses. And I get, and that's how a lot of Van Halen songs are, but at least make an effort. So, yeah. Well, Neil, uh, he also has backing tracks we've seen in the recent shows. It's not just his band, it's just because it. Uh, but you make a good point. I think Vince Neil should hook up with DDP and do some DDP yoga. That's the best way to get into shape. <laughs> We just saw some kind of Instagram post of something where he was like doing crunches or whatever, right? Well, that's what I wanted to play here. 
Uh, he posted he posted a video, uh, Vince Neil did, and the caption is trying it all. <laughs> and here's the man who has tried it all. Yeah. Like just trying it all ex- except diet and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Try, trying to avoid diet and exercise. Just yeah. like I said in my famous song, Habba 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 Feel Good. Habba, 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 habba. <laughs> he was in some revolutionary state of the art, like fat burning device. It looks kind of like the things they have at Planet Fitness in the Red Room, right? Right. That, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm loading it up right now. How to work uh, your abs when you don't want to do any work whatsoever. <laughs> do you guys, you guys see it? Yes. All right, great. He's giving um, a thumbs up. Try it all. Yeah. Uh, check out M M Sculpt Neo Abs. They say it's twenty thousand crunches in thirty minutes. Hashtag M Sculpt Neo. Hashtag M Sculpt Partner. So this is an ad. Hashtag More Muscle, Less Fat. <laughs> I think you just answered your question. It's uh, it might be some cahoots going on. Yeah. Here's the video he posted. And look, here's the thing. If the whole internet is ragging on me about my weight and my appearance. I feel like I'd be a little more self-conscious than this to post something like this. But well, but God bless you, Vince Neil. Thanks for the content. Go ahead, Darren. I, I think also the company, I'm thinking from their perspective, like, aren't they a little worried that, that he's gonna endorse this and then like three weeks later he's still as big as like a he looks like a sofa still? And then they like No, I, I think what they think is like, oh, look at this guy. He's lazy and he's getting into shape. I'm lazy. I need to get into shape. Let me try this. I'm sculpt. Sure, if it works. But if you see Vince Neil like two weeks later and he's still like, well, I, I feel like once you watch this video, you'll be convinced. Here we go. Oh, fair enough. First, first, you see him doing crunches with his dogs running up to him. So this is like before the product when it was hard and you it sucks, right? Yeah. Also, it's like if you're working, if you're serious about working out, keep the dogs out of the room. They're just like they're not helping. Well, Rob, now, I hate. Are you sitting down? I got some news for you. He's not serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this very freaky selfie shot Ooh, where you see all the different nose jobs that he's had. <laughs> the dog just rips his nose off of his. <laughs> the dog is very attracted to his scent because he smells like five different people. <laughs> it's like a smorgasbord. Right. So that I guess that was the before. Here's the after. Well over ten thousand crunches oh, right now. This thing is <laughs> shows. when you call killing it. It really is. It's a- it looks like he's pregnant, doesn't it? <laughs> I, uh, I don't understand what it is. It's a band that you put around your your torso that kind of sends shocks yeah. that essentially mimics doing a crunch. How much does this cost? What's the retail? We'll look. We'll look. No, it's not a. You go into a office. Oh, you you can't do this at home. I don't believe so. No, not not us plebeians. We can't. Mm. No, because he links this uh, aesthetics company. And I remember. There was a machine. I remember seeing like infomercials where you put these two things, but I think that got outlawed (laughs) because it was uh, so. Necro, what were you saying? I just remember back in like the early, maybe 2002, 2003, there was a special on VH1 about like getting Vince Neil back in shape. And he had yes. Plastic surgery done, a little, little touch up, and he wrote a new song and he was back on it. And like 20 years later, it's just like time is repeating with everything. So I hope that, you know, he gets back and was rocking and rolling and singing 
You know, at least get your voice yeah. in shape. You know, your body, your body is your body. Be who you are. I remember that as well. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, we'll talk about that in a second, but let's just watch the, the rest of this video. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and doesn't he look like he's sick here? Like, here he is on the machine. There's the ab crunch thing. It does look like a hospital situation. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, why would you post? This is so unflattering. I guess you this post is- it for the money. Yeah. It's amazing how this gets you strong quick. While you're... So it's getting you strong while you're yes. doing it? Yes. Is it giving you a blowjob? Yeah, this shit might be. It's real strong. Who that is That would explain talking? a lot. Some Maybe his wife. Boom. Thumbs up. Uh, so I, I, I remember that VH1 thing. I believe they were trying to get Motley Crue back together. All right. Was it you, for Bands Reunited? Uh, maybe. But like, yeah, the whole thing was like Vince Neil has to get in shape. He needs <laughs> to get plastic surgery. And part of the plastic surgery was he got a nose job. Well, I remember. Uh, what, what, what was that company called? BTL Athletics? B- body by btl i think maybe he oh. signed up thinking it was blt athletics oh no Eat a sandwich in- <laughs> <laughs> the-, <laughs> the possible is he dyslexic i'm a member of that one <laughs> me too it's delicious it's like so doing, i'm i'm it's I'm, like uh, doing twenty thousand crunches when you eat a chicken caesar club it's uh, that, that bacon is very crunchy yeah so they don't they don't provide prices for this thing. Uh, so we can watch a little. Call them up. Get them on the line right now. Is that allowed? Can we do that? Can we? <laughs> you have to find a provider. They're and not you were them. just in L.A., Rob. You could have done this. You could. I'm have sure. Maybe... I'm in New York. I'm sure they have this in New York as well. There's just as many superficial people. But you wouldn't have laid on the same fucking gurney that Vince Neil had just laid on. Imagine that. Uh, is that something I want though? Yes. Yes. <laughs> for sure i don't know missed opportunity <laughs> necro would you do it i mean you're a man that stays in shape i try to it's tough man you know the even the pandemic it's been a it's been a weird year it is of course the constant temptation of boxed wine and prosciutto she's <laughs> <laughs> getting real but i would i would definitely like try to absorb some of the motley crew powers from vince neil some crew all over you. <laughs> so you like the prosciutto, not the gabagoo. I like them all. It's dangerous, you know. I think I'm staying away from the fence and all stuff, but in my family, they have a history of prosciutto overdoses. Yeah, just cure, <laughs> cured meat problems. Just too much salt in the system. Dying disease. <laughs> Next album, get all the albums to be like a flip. Just watch your penis like change into meat. Like the very hungry caterpillar with album covers. Sign me up. Yeah, baby. All right. My internet lag there. I hope that save for the archive listeners. We'll have to. (laughs) We'll have to. We'll have to hope and pray for that one. Um. So yeah, that was Vince Neil. Bless his heart. He can, he can, and I think the reason people are ragging on him, it's not 
just because he's keeping going. I think it's just because of the price of these reunion shows. It's like they're they're setting a high standard. It's like man of war money we're talking here. <laughs> Some more. I think nosebleeds. The worst seats were like over a hundred dollars. That's like that's like how much money Necrosexual has made in full from his oh, new EP sale. <laughs> in ten years. <laughs> now the internet's ragging on Necrosexual. What the fuck, Rob? Uh, get in line, buddy. That's nothing new. <laughs> Want to give a uh, shout out to uh, the comment boards and Metal Injection. Keep it supportive, guys. You're always uh, motivating me to live oh well. My God. Uh, so people. there was a story today that the bassist of Greyhawk stopped yeah. a shooting before it even began. Uh, so he was about to perform at a, a metal show at the venue, the Shredder, in Boise, Idaho, and he saw a. Uh, he saw. <laughs> Robert, Rob's turn to speak now. Look, like he's still moving. Is he having a stroke? I think Rob is having a stroke. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just standing still. It's not the video being broken. He's just sitting there agape. <laughs> there you go. There we go. I think he's I agape. think my uh, internet is is being a a little snobby right now. A Did you do some fentanyl laced coke while we didn't see Jesus there in the box? Oh no! Oh my goodness! That, that's nothing to joke about. He fed some into the CD-ROM drive on his computer that he's using. Uh, no, so he stopped the shooter before he could go because he saw him making handgun symbols, making a fin- finger gun motion, pretending that- to shoot people in the crowd. And he said he got a weird feeling. And uh, then uh, he confronted him. And he and wait, the guy found a gun, gun on him. him. Yep. So was he like... I saw him reach thing? behind... I saw he was on stage and he saw the guy doing the finger motion. And then he went and confronted him and he says, I saw him reach behind his back and grab the gun. That's when I moved in. Uh, no other options went through my head. The gun was in the pocket of his pants and he shot me through his pants. He got me in the oh upper thigh. God. Damn. Wow. Uh, thankfully, okay. he's re- he's recovering and the assailant has been captured by police. Awesome. So go check out Greyhawk. Yeah, heavier than a speeding bullet, baby. <laughs> Good dudes. If, of course, the bass player saves the day. <laughs> if only this guy was in Dimebag's band back in the day, we'd still have Dimebag. Oh, he was in Damage Plan. Yeah. Well, uh, something fun. Something funny did come out of this. Uh, in that, somebody tagged uh, Phil Labonte. Oh no! Uh, in the story pro rights pro gun rights advocate phil labont and uh somebody tagged him and goes yo bro have you seen this and this is i want to be clear this is on the metal injection story so they replied to the metal injection story tagging phil labont yo bro have you seen this and then labont goes i saw the story on loudwire i don't click that site's links since they try to get us dropped from our label Did you do and then the person says, oh, shit, I didn't know. And then Labonte goes, yeah, they're bad people. Um, maybe I did. I might have said something on Twitter. Like I might have tagged uh, the label being like, hey, you support 
this you, like you're okay with that that what might was, have been the extent of it what was the thing that you did that I, it's probably just like either. they're single but i think i think he might be confusing us with metal socks uh no i don't think it was a single i think he said something stupid about um dropping f-bombs and not fuck like the gay f-bomb uh something about that or something i'm not i'm not it's been so long and he's done so many stupid things yeah uh, so it's nice to see he still keeps a grudge though i'm flattered necro who in the metal world do you have grudges with well if you remember rob a couple years ago i did call up and i called out freaking what's his name uh papa john from ghost and it was like the bat signal was shown for really butthurt ghost fans (laughs) and it had a reaction and that was five years ago time has passed and i do want to say to tobias forge and ghost fans that your music still is disappointing (laughs) spend more time writing memorable riffs instead of dressing up like catholic priests and you know religious cosplay if i wanted to hear spooky disco i listen to abba all right (laughs) and they just put something new out so you actually can yeah or the bgs and also Corey, fucking Corey taylor your new mask is not uh i'm disappointed in your new mask all right let me load that up so yeah life go 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 off life is too short to get on stage looking like salad fingers (laughs) unless unless slipknot is entering like an early 2000s meme era of their band but i don't think Corey taylor's ego would allow for that so i'm not disappointed i'm sorry i'm (laughs) i'm disappointed in your new mask step it up baby the next tour they're gonna do be a good guy greg uh that's gonna be his new costume since they're doing a meme tour uh, I, while you're on the subject, I want to say also Fred Durst's new costume. Really shitty. Like, he just looks like Santa Claus. Did you see that mask he wears? That's it. <laughs> that's not a mask. That's his face. That's, oh, really? He's wearing a wig. <laughs> he's just old now? Yeah. Oh, all right. Then I take it back. I thought he went to Party City and just got a weird <laughs> Santa Claus. It's that same thing Vince Neil was doing. Yeah. Here's Corey Taylor. Oh, that's not Corey Taylor. Here's Corey Taylor. That's his new mask. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Why? 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 You're the big, You're one of the biggest bands in the world, and that's what you come up with. It looks. It's very minimalist. <laughs> the costume designer of the of the Jim Carrey movie The Mask put his yes. mask in the washing machine too long, and it dried out the color. It's like one it's, of I the, think it uh, looks fine. Uh, actually rob i think it looks smoky (laughs) (laughs) it's like if jim carrey from the mask was in my chemical romance (laughs) is what it looks like to me it makes it even worse very bizarre (laughs) i've never seen that before (laughs) it does look like salad fingers it's like one of the direct to Netflix Hellraiser movies. <laughs> Definitely no not original. Yeah. They just they just put all the effects money into the box and they couldn't like do masks after that. So I how, think it looks it looks how like a often, grouper. How often does he change masks? Is this like for every new album there's a new mask or does he go like five? Okay, yeah. So that? it's basically every new album, but the the they haven't put out a new album. This is his second mask on this current album cycle. Because the previous mask got a very negative response because it looked like an empty uh, water gallon on his face. Can we see that one? I want to know what to compare. Let's see. see his previous mask was Bad Luck Brian. 
Their music has already been disappointing for 20 years, but they're mad. <laughs> oh. They have a good visual department. Jeez. Oh, that's not true. They've been great. Mm. I'm actually <laughs> thinking about act- leaving my house to see them because I, I really need that ask. Like oh. their live show, I feel is is incomparable. It's always very good. So wait, are they busking? Like, can you just walk down to the train station and see the play? Or- no, they're doing an amphitheater tour. Oh, you have to actually like go somewhere. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I have to leave my house for it. Oh, so this was his, this was his mask oh, no. before. before the- <laughs> It, it just did. It did not look good. It really just looked like a water gallon. Is, come on, what is he doing? Well, here's the thing. Like in the music it makes video, him look fat. yeah. It makes See, him in the music so video, this is the music video, and I think the intention is it's supposed to be like one of those masks, like faceless masks, so it could be anything. But what? in a live setting, it just looks like yeah. He just looks bloated. He looks like Weird Al in the fat video. That looks, looks like. like- yeah, like Leatherface, like Leatherface, the later yes. movies. Yeah, yeah, like hey, here, this on the left, this right here, this is just—it's not working. It's wow. weird. Oh yeah, he had to change video. it up. Or the wrestler Raven, like present day. <laughs> oh, it's like if Leatherface just like let himself go a little bit. Yeah, I think that his is. I think his first mask was still the best one, dude. This is the this is the worst iteration of this new mask. It just looks terrible. <laughs> Did he also shorten his arms like surgically in order to <laughs> look? Jesus, I like this mask too. The one with the like it looked like he had a face on it on the last album cycle. Yeah, it I looks like that Mick was Jagger. <laughs> Wait, that's I thought it was Mick. I thought I the wrong. The Dude, wrong that mask. Thing. That mask looks like somebody that works at like a like a Halloween attraction, like one of the scary yeah. Halloween ones. It kind of looks like the devil from uh, from the Tenacious D movie. Also, I could see that played by Dave Grohl, right? Oh, is yep. that right? I don't I know. think so. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you do we think Corey Taylor is like feels guilty about how handsome he is, and that's why he insists on wearing these masks? Well, maybe being handsome is not like conducive to what gimmick they're going for. Too. Yeah. I want you to like me for my lyrics, not for my striking, <laughs> rugged, good looks. Yeah, I don't think he wants you to think, oh, he's handsome. He wants you to think, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> but then that's with Stone disgusting. Sour, then he wants <laughs> you to think, God damn, that guy's hot. Yeah, maybe maybe it's till he's very fragile ego type of guy. And, and he wants you to like when you take the mask off, you're like, oh, he's not that bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> maybe he does not confident. <laughs> when is he on point. the show, Rob? We could ask him these questions. I want to ask. Yeah, we're going to have him on next week to make oh, fun nice. of his mask. <laughs> we'll just have him like tr- like workshop new masks for us and we'll tell him which one to go with well, he's, he's not going to be out just his mask is going to be out <laughs> he should go <laughs> it might be quite an interview does he go to different people to design these masks does he have like one go-to designer how does this work? well that last mask you got a lot of high- we're all friends sorry with jesus christ that last <laughs> mask was uh, designed by uh, Tom Savini, the famous horror makeup artist. So, like, he actually paid big money for a mask that he ended up being that he ended up nixing. Uh, I'm not he sure who designed the Nixon. He had a Nixon mask on. Is that he what did do it. Yeah, it was like that would a, be amazing. It was like the Point Break uh, scene, yes, the the, yes. <laughs> the robbery. I they all come out of dead presidents. White and bleed. <laughs> He should just do that. Like, do a tour where every night it's like a different, like, known mask. Like, <laughs> you could do the scream mask one night, yeah. the Nixon mask. 
Elsa the from Frozen. Mask. Yeah. <laughs> very, very popular uh, Halloween costume. The kids. Necro, have you considered incorporating more masks into your live setup? You know, for the licensing. <laughs> Lots of dumb. I got, my, Come on. I got a mask right here, baby. This is my canvas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Come on, Rob. I do like what you're doing with the corpse paint, though. Changing it up. Got a little like Road Warrior style here going. Me yeah, too. it's like the different different phases of was it P- Picasso? <laughs> and and what's this beautiful drawing behind you? Who 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 painted you? That's from one of my fans. A fan sent that to me. So shout out to Daniel Deruda. Available. That's awesome. To paint you, yeah, right. That's some dedicated necromaniacs right there, baby. One of your dozen fans. Dozens. <laughs> dozens. Dozens. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I joke with Necro because we're good friends and, and and I know he he enjoys the hazing, I hope. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if he stops replying to your texts after this. <laughs> uh well awesome. Well, Necro, thank you so much for uh com- coming on board. We love hanging out with you. Yeah, it's been real. It's been great. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you too long. Seeds of Seduction is available on your band camp. Check it out, folks. We have a a song from one of his old albums on our Spotify playlist. <laughs> Metal Injection Livecast Music Break. Uh, so you can sample a little Necro. Necro, any plugs before uh, we let you go? Yeah, I just want to say, keep those horns raised. Keep it sexy, and all you necrosexual freaks. And freaks waiting to listen. Check out my new album, Seeds of Seduction. You can get it on cassette from Folk Banger Records, limited to 100 copies. If it's not Folk Banger, you know it's a banger. And I'll see all you in hell. Oh my God, what a pro. Thank you, Necrosexual. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll put you back. I'll kick you out of the room here. Get out of here, Necro. <laughs> wow. That was great. What a lovely fella. Not a corpse fucker, we learned here. That's yeah. just a name. It was from the POV of the corpse. So the Sid. corpse was a was a living person fucker. Sid, <laughs> it, was just, it was a little off-putting how you kept trying to force him to talk about it. He was so obviously trying to distance himself from the corpse fucking, and you just kept hammering him. <laughs> I kept hammering that corpse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you be, be it like a dead people. corpse. <laughs> <laughs> wake up maggot i think i got something to say to you <laughs> if maggot may isn't a song already somebody needs to record that yeah it's too good that's my new we mentioned this last week my new cover band cannonball corpse yeah and we do it's like andrew wk but uh like uh cannibal corpse style so it's just gonna be all like party songs uh, but you know, with growl vocals and slightly altered happy lyrics. I love it. Well, if you if you want to hear some new music, Rotted Through is releasing their debut album, The Depths, on September 10th on all major platforms. The Depths is a dark net-inspired horror show that gets deliberately heavier the deeper you descend. It's making me burp. It's making a burp descent into my... Uh, body but anyway get your pre-order of the depths by rotted through today 
on iTunes, Bandcamp, or RottedThrough.com. Do it. D-E-W. I wanted to ask him some more stuff about wrestling, though. There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah? Should we bring him back on? <laughs> he wants it. Out of his makeup is just like the normal yeah, as, as watch just... wrestling. <laughs> Let's see if he's still on. Let's see. <laughs> That's all right. It'd be cool if we just had a 24-7 Zoom hookup to him. Uh, we could just check in whenever. God, spy on his room here. This this could be a violation if he's like all of a sudden naked or something. <laughs> bless his heart uh but yeah no necro's a big wrestling fit some actually there's some very interesting wrestling news i shared in our group chat uh earlier today uh where wwe has a deal with netflix Hmm. and their next uh film and this is a film I'm going to read this starring Undertaker and New Day, an interactive horror movie titled Escape the Undertaker is coming to Netflix on October 5th. Let me just finish this. this. I want to I have to cut you off. I'm sorry. I got to because this is important to say right now without hearing a single thing about this movie. This is already a Patreon episode. Yes. I don't need to hear a single second of plot. What you just said, that's enough. Now, please continue. I'm sorry. Well, here's the plot. The Undertaker has set a trap for the New Day at his mansion with supernatural challenges. It's up to viewers to decide their fate. So, can I can I decide the fate of whether this gets released or not? <laughs> it's been decided. I know. I guess I'm too late. I missed the interactive uh, session there. I have to say, on the one hand, my initial reaction is, "Wow, this sounds dumb." On the other hand, my reaction is, wow, I think I might need to watch this. <laughs> oh, I definitely want to watch it, but I'm sure it's dumb. Even yeah. even even without the uh, Patreon element, I'm just like, oh, might want to watch it. Now, if we did this as a Patreon episode, we're going to be like, now we have to choose while we're mm-hmm. watching. You can't just let it play, right? I think it probably auto-picks if you don't pick something within a certain amount of time it probably oh, defaults see. to something yeah that's how that black mirror episode was mm-hmm. but th- we yeah, could just it's... vote like in the moment we could just like vote which way we want to go sure we could do like eight different patreon episodes just with the different variables <laughs> that's true just really milk this well so i want to now that we're talking about our patreon if you want to support the metal injection live cast you love what you hear you love all the archives you want to hear a little more our Patreon is the way to go. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month, gets you access to the video versions of our podcast, and it gets you access to some other fun extras like a TV column that Sid does. And we're also doing a hangout on Zoom for our patrons. And if you happen to be in the Discord, we might send yeah. a link as well. Yeah. Uh, and that is uh, this Sunday, right? What time is it? 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, the 12th. And do you want to say what our special twist is that we're doing that show? So the twi- it's a live cast show and tell. So if you can join us this Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern time to hang out with us, and we hope you can, we ask that you bring a silly video or something to, something to share with the, the class that we could all uh, watch and, and, and giggle about. Yeah. 
And uh, so that's this. And so you can get all that fun on our Patreon, patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. We posted a bonus episode just last week. It is the Steven Seagal movie out for justice. Something we've been talking about on the show for years. Great. We watched it. It was so fun. It was exhilarating to hear some of these lines that we've been uh, playing. Uh, Darren, cue some of the, some of these classics up. And uh, I, I think you will definitely enjoy kicking back and watching along with us. It's about a 90 minute movie. We watch it along with you. It's like we're hanging out, watching the movie together. Anybody see Richie? Yeah, but he's not here. And you know why he's not here? Why? Because he's a chicken shit fucking pussy asshole. You know? <laughs> you can hear all that and more. Patreon.com slash Metal Injection Live. Guys, if you don't have the five bucks a month, still want to support us, we love you anyway. Uh, you can always support uh, by following us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just search Metal Injection Livecast. Write us a review on your podcast listening at platform of choice and join our Discord. Hang out with us. We have a 24-7 Discord chat, a Discord server going with multiple chat rooms for different topics. Sid's always in there. Darren's in there. I try to pop in. Hang out with us. It'll be fun. Tell one of your fucking jadrules to come and get it, all right? <laughs> so once again this sunday we're doing a patreon discord hang uh if you're in one of those you can get the link it'll be fun and we love you also say that doing out for justice was a very different experience because it's the first time i think unless i'm forgetting something that we watched like a legitimately good movie we usually watch horrible horrible shit and we dunk on it this was also something we did dunk on this movie, but it's it is a legitimately great movie. It is the best movie I feel that we've reviewed. I can't think of one that I've liked as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as watch alongs, we'd have reviewed yeah. some good movies yeah, 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 like yeah, Uncut yeah. Gems, but that was a panel discussion. Right. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. The, the movies that we watch live as it goes, this is the best one. Because also, uh, we, we did a, a roundtable about that movie Cube that you, yeah, you recommended, Darren. Movie. That was a great movie. I really, really enjoyed that Uncut one. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was really yeah. good. Yeah, there's so much yeah. in the archives of our Patreon, too, that you have access to. You have access to all the bonus episodes, like those reviews that we talked about. We did a, a Danzig review. We did the Motley Crue movie. Uh, we did a bunch of stuff. A bunch of like we did Hulk Hogan's Mr. Nanny, which or Santa with Muscles. Yes, that's right. Santa with Muscles. We, we did, could do was, Mr. Oh. Nanny next if you want. Oh, oh God. That, that might have been the worst one we've ever done. That or Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, oh and Trick or Treat. That was a really fun one for Halloween. We did. <laughs> what about Kiss uh, Phantom Ozzie of the Park? That yeah. was pretty brutal. What so about many. Space Jam with LeBron James? That was oh, one of the worst movies. I can't ever. decide if Kiss Phantom of the Park was the worst or Santa with Muscles was the worst. Probably, probably Phantom because Santa with Muscles was at least like a coherent movie aesthetically. <laughs> like yeah. the plot was terrible, but it was a movie. There was a beginning, middle, and end. This it just fell off a cliff. Yeah, sorry, I got a dissent from you. I have to say, I think Space Jam is the worst movie we've done. Space Jam Two, just terrible. It's not even like, I mean, it's 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 just so much shit going on. It's like it does ceases to function as a movie. It's like seven movies at once. It's just an assault on your senses. I guess the thing that sets Space Jam apart, like the Kiss movie, for instance. Like, I feel like that was just like inept people made a movie and that was the best they can do. Right. The Space Jam movie, like all those people were very capable and they just willfully were like, yeah, fuck it. Good enough. 
Yeah, it's so disheartening. This, you know, we we advertise the proper intellectual property of HBO and Warner. And yeah, good enough. People watch this because it's LeBron James and because it's known property. It's fine. It's just very cynical. Hey, kids, do you like a clockwork orange? (laughs) We own that. (laughs) And now we're going to tape your eyes wide open and make you watch this way shittier thing. Well, we covered that and a lot of uh, we we basically ripped that movie apart for about a, an hour and a half or, yeah, or more. I think so. So I'm not even going to say anymore because I'm ready to yeah. do another rant uh, on that movie and it's so bad. But we said and, plenty about it. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, that's not a watch along. So you yourself do not have to watch that movie. You could just listen <laughs> to us talk about it. We basically go through the movie and like yeah. uh, summarize how terrible. It, yeah, scene by scene. So. You could learn. You could learn a lot or a little. That's on our Patreon. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is going on. Whose hot dog is this? Huh? Is it yours? <laughs> That's my for justice too. One, not two. Sadly, they never made a sequel to that one. Yeah. Still out for justice. I mean, he's still alive. I guess it could happen, yeah. Come back to Brooklyn. So uh, I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, you, go ahead there. You mentioned Phil Labonte earlier. Like, I was curious because we didn't go into it too hard. But like, what was his take on the shooting? Like, isn't he pro guns? Was like he was he in favor of the guy, the shooter who got stopped? Was he mad that it got stopped? No, he was on that man's second he, amendment rights. I think he he's in he he's rooting for the basis. Then so he doesn't want people to get shot. He just doesn't want there to be uh, gun laws, and he thinks that they're wasteful and that they're not going to stop anybody. I don't know that we should blithely assume that he's that sensible, Rob. I'm sorry, you might be ascribing some. No, I've I've looked I've looked into it. I mean, oh. I've written about it right, back in the day. Not so much lately. I've I've been avoiding such topics lately, but fair enough. Um, and also, you know, I, I kind of want to hit him up. Be like, "Hey, man, you want to go to shooting rage? I'm I'm into guns now." Oh yeah, All you right. should link him to that video. He might have a lot to teach you, Rob. Would you trust him to not turn the firearm at you? That's a good point. Well, you know what? I think if he were, that would expose what a hypocrite he is. So and I'd you'd be, okay. be dead. You really yeah, I'm to- okay. I'm okay with that. I, I I've accepted death. You know, if if I die, I'm alright. I've lived a full life. This and like, you're okay with dying that way? Sure, that'd be a fun headline. The last moment know. is you hanging out with Phil Labonte? That's how you want to go out? Well, maybe if I do some heroin first. <laughs> okay. Laced with fentanyl? Then you'd be dying no, anyway, not. so like, yeah. Yeah. shooting you wouldn't really be the cause. Yeah. You could take him to a Schwitz. Oh, oh I missed the Schwitz so bad. COVID has taken away my Schwitz. <laughs> I thought you went to one. Didn't you go to one since COVID? Mm. No, I thought you told the story that you went to one. Am I, am I mixing that up? I'm like, I'm like, did I black out? How do I not remember this? I could very well be wrong. Uh, no, like all the cheese. all the uh, Schwitz spots. You used to go to the closed. pool, but you didn't go to the Schwitz. Yeah, the pool. Yeah, uh, but the Schwitzes oh. were all closed. Oh, it's just explain to the, the newer listeners what a schwitz is a sauna or a steam room is a, is a schwitz it's what the jews call the schwitz yes old jews in new york i mean what they call the sauna 
and and it's wonderful. I highly recommend it. It's a great stress reliever and detoxifier. Your skin feels great after, especially when you start whacking off in there. What else are you gonna Am do? Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> how, how all could wet. You not. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. You get natural lubricant over there. Uh, by the way, can any of you hear the massive, extensive um, construction work that's going on above me right now? No. Good. Oh no. I'm hearing it. I was a little self-conscious. Damn. It's coming over the podcast. No. Banging shit and flipping furniture over. Yeah. Fucking hacksaws and. What the fuck? Sure, someone's not getting murdered. Maybe you need to stop. To stop. <laughs> it to sounds stop like. Yeah, I need to be like a dark fang or whatever that was. Uh, um, it's Greyhawk. Like Greyhawk, right. They need. It sounds like they're sawing manually up there, like on a sawhawk. Mm. God damn. Anyway. So. Well, this brings up a very important topic. Uh, a TikTok doctor explains why you should never, ever sleep naked. Wait, a t- is that? Do you need a license to become a TikTok doctor? How does that work? What's the vetting? <laughs> yes. Process? Well, you have to become a Is doctor. Jong? You become a doctor and then you join TikTok. And he's like oh. a famous influencer on TikTok who oh, happens boy. to be a doctor. Oh, boy. Uh, and and wrote some like books. You, you fix like unhealthy TikToks. <laughs> the first thing it's Dr. Anthony Yuan. And so here the, the article goes. While many people sleep in pajamas or a t-shirt and some lightweight shorts, numerous others prefer to feel the night air and the cool sheets on their entire body and sleep in the nude. No. These are the people he's talking to, and they really need to oop. <laughs> they really need to listen. <laughs> uh, so Dr. Dr. Yoon says <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Yoon says the average person passes gas 15 to 25 times a day. And this can happen while you're sleeping. And a scientific study proved that every time you pass gas, you are spraying a tiny amount of fecal matter. Thank you. This is true, even if it's not a real shark. And the same study shows that your tidy whities will catch all of these particles. So for the sake of your bed partner, sleep with your underwear on. Yeah. For the sake of yourself, too. You're inserting that back into your nostrils. You walk yeah, absolutely with, you ever smell I, a fart and then it's it, you still smell it like six hours later has that ever happened to you or just six no. hours i don't know six, six hours, hours. No. you get a vague sometimes you get a vague glimpse of it throughout the day and that's because particles get stuck in your nose hairs and they stay there they get Ooh. trapped and you keep smelling it and keep smelling it this sounds like you got to trim those nose hairs <laughs> i think it just happens to everybody everyone has a little cilia in there you know this reminds me Back in high school, my friend Anthony, who has been on the show once, he called himself Billy the time he was on the show. It was like years and years ago. But anyways, he turned to me one time, like randomly we were hanging out and completely serious, asked if I thought he could inadvertently kill himself through the carbon monoxide he releases when he farts while he's sleeping at night. Oh. Like, could he get carbon monoxide poisoning and die from his own farts? I don't think there's carbon monoxide in farts. It's just methane, right? Methane, yeah. primarily methane. Okay, so maybe that's what he meant. But he was more legit poison. worried that he would kill. Like, if he didn't leave the window open, <laughs> would he kill? Would he die from his own fart gases? I, I think this is a reasonable concern for a twelve-year-old. He wasn't twelve. I'm t- I'm saying he was like seventeen, oh, eighteen. I, I stand by what I said. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I've never been worried about that. I mean, yeah. sometimes I've wanted to die after smelling one of my own farts. <laughs> I, I always, I, I, I never had that. I've had farts where, like, they don't necessarily smell bad to me, but I acknowledge that they probably stink, and I apologize to the people around me. I'm like, it's oh, you're like not going to apologize. Some, it's like, I'm sorry you were offended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's that kind of an apology. Yeah, yeah. I have had. I think the worst kind of farts of my own that I hate, like I like, I have a certain brand that I like. <laughs> I I know it stinks to other people, but I love how it smells. And then there's other times I eat something and it, it smells like someone else's fart. Is that anyone ever had done that? Like it smells like you didn't make it. Like a like foreign a fart. Yeah, there's yes. a stranger in your colon. Those are the ones I cannot stand. I feel like I don't know myself anymore. I've never, I've had ones. <laughs> I've had farts. I've had farts where it's just I, like I said. I, I'm like, oh, that's a bad one. That is brutal. But I love those. Yeah, <laughs> I love to kind of wallow in it. You know, like when you're in your room alone and you just go, wow. You know, that's how did I do that? Impressive. I, I got to tell a story. One time, uh, I was on a subway train and it was like peak rush hour. So we're all packed in like sardines, you know, it's like at least 200 people in this car, one subway car. And I ripped ass like I couldn't. I was very silent. Like, <laughs> no, way, no way anyone could have heard. It was a complete poofer. Like, <laughs> and but it. Oh, my God. It smelled like someone opened up one of those like the prank, you know, bottles that you throw and it like makes a fart smell like. A, oh, yeah, wow. One chemical and oops, sorry, that was bad. <laughs> I hit the space bar um and so all right and then you see it radiate sort of outward like you see the first group of people right next to me holding the poles and they start going like oh what the fuck <laughs> i was all the way at one end of the car right but this is the best part it kept going like it was a tidal wave like then the next section of people all turned around like what the fuck is that and it went all the way to the other end of the car i saw people turning their heads and swiveling <laughs> all the way to the end of the fucking car i was so proud of myself now let me ask you did you have to hold back laughter was there any reaction from you or were you trying to be straight-faced I'm pretty good at being straight faced. Yeah, no, I was selling it as if I was not the culprit. Like, did so? To, did you act like you also smelled it and were shocked by it? I didn't Just fake. No, I didn't project any dishonest <laughs> a reaction. But I didn't react. I didn't uh, also laugh at my production, okay. my, uh, my handiwork either. Like, I think I just See, neutrally observed it. You did not partake in a he who smelt it dealt it situation <laughs> no i i think that's disingenuous i, yeah. I think that just should be reserved for the most extreme cases like where if you had farted you'd really offend somebody yeah you really need to then you should all right that's fine you can lie and say whoa what the fuck was that you know where it'd be weird if you didn't react yeah that too yeah i think that you know I, i'm not a, i'm not a big fan of being dishonest but i understand yeah. that there's times when you have to be dishonest so when protocol d demands it but in a situation like that no just like a scientist i was just laying back and watching my fucking fart cloud <laughs> all the way down the q train subway car fantastic <sighs> this is one of the proudest moments of my life <laughs> for me i have no shame in admitting a fart unless well but on a subway car filled with strangers yeah. i don't think you yeah would. strangers hey, no you might incite a riot. No, I'll yeah. tell any of my my loved ones that I, yeah. I farted. <laughs> so yeah, and, and in general, like 
as a man, as a man, I feel it's so hard to sleep naked. Just, just the, the worst feeling is having like sweaty nuts stuck to my thigh. I don't need that. I need, I need separation there. I, I, I agree with that. And also if I can expand on that, I would say, uh, I don't enjoy sleeping naked. I have bad dreams when I sleep naked. I feel like really? I'm like sort of insecure about my body. And I feel like my brain subconsciously incorporates that into into bad dreams, and I wind up wow. naked. I have that naked in school dream and all that stuff. But only when you're actually naked. Yeah, because I think huh. I'm conscious of it when I go to lay down, and I feel like. Well, Darren, now I think what you need to do is next Monday, put a notepad by your bed, sleep naked, and then when you wake up, Report take back. notes on on the crazy dreams you get <laughs> you want to torture me just for show content that's what yeah you're i mean I, i've tortured myself plenty for show content i mean he's made us eat holodets is this really that much worse that's true <laughs> imagine yeah. you dream of holodets oh that, that'd be worse than any dream i've ever had <laughs> imagine it's you naked in holodets like you're like <laughs> among the chicken parts that's what the new matrix sequel is right aspect Darren. it's not a battery pod anymore it's like uh, he wakes up in fucking holodets oh. they're just russian machines now <laughs> they're just like all of a sudden rob opens a fridge and it's just all that the they're matrix using, is rob's fridge they're using uh people's bodies to power their jewel pens <laughs> i'm very skeptical about this new matrix oh, yeah. coming out uh they're they're putting a new one out this year right yeah yeah it's coming oh, out later this year oh, beginning of 2022 or this year something like that anyway. i feel this year because it, it was like on the slate for the eight free hbo max movies oh okay um and Really, I only love the first movie. Like the first Same. movie is one of my top three movies of all time. Wow! Uh, and uh, the second and third movie, while there are parts that I enjoy, and I uh, there are some parts in it that I love, there are many parts that I hate and find humorous, like silly, like this is a joke. And the last one, especially, I feel fell off a cliff for me and I hated the ending. I hated how they wrapped everything up. Uh, but with that said, because I love the first one so much, I'm definitely going to watch the new one. Well, I, I feel like I like the first one so much that my brain has wiped out my memory of the second and third one. I like I don't even remember how they wrapped it up if you the machine the robots spoiler alert wait, form spoiler a alert. giant robot and talk to neo and it's just like what what's ridiculous right your spoiler alert yeah i mean well, i mean first that's of a, all he becomes a, blind remember this he's fighting machines and he becomes blind i okay. don't <laughs> and he can only see now it through the matrix like he can only see the code like he sees shapes and figures oh that's right he wears okay. like a like a fucking like a, a a blindfold everywhere and they take him to he goes to negotiate a truce with the machines to end the war and they put him on this cross and he's like jesus it's like oh such blatant, blatant symbolism and he's like on this thing like jesus spread out with his arms like that and they just like negotiate this truce and then like the war with the machines ends I like the second one a lot. I think the second one's a really good, like, fulfills its function as, like, the middle 
bridge, you know, introduces you that what the movie had not been it had been like four years since the movie came out, right? This first one. So it's like it yep. it's like okay, this is a brief rundown of where we are and then some action to get you interested and then like more story to show you where the shit is going and then a setup to the last one. And I thought it was fantastic. I love the second one. Third one falls off. I agree with you. It's not the greatest, but there, again, there's also some things in it. I, I definitely didn't hate the second one at the time. And the end of it with the architect really got my mind going and like, oh, they could go this way. They, like the end of it did a good job of getting me hyped for the third one. But I think the third one was so bad that it retroactively made me dislike parts of the second one because there were these things in the second one where I'm like, oh, I wonder where they're going with that. And, and it was never followed up on. So it invalidated like the hype of the second one, as we've seen in other things like Lost, you know, Lost, kind of same, man. same kind of thing there. I love uh, Lost all the way through, and I and now I can't go back and watch it because it's been ruined by the end. Like I, it's I, exactly what you mean. But I just didn't think the third one was that bad. I thought it, I was disappointing. I would say that, but I didn't. I've even like I've even tuned in on like TNT when it's on, and like watched, and it's it just like, oh no 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 it's bad <laughs> i'm not i wasn't silly or I, look it, it might be good like it's a subjective opinion like for me it's just not what i wanted i will say fair enough um, i like that i think that the two number two did a good job like it's sort of like the empire strikes back like it's it's not meant to be the action-packed you know first introductory one or the climax it's just meant to be what it is and it like was great for that you know what i mean like it doesn't have it doesn't have to rise to that level of like climax to me. I think to me, like I, I, I see, I, I'll reiterate. I do not remember specifics, but I do remember how I felt after the second one, where it was just like, this would be great if the third one was coming out next month, but it on its own. And when I have to wait like a year or whatever for the next one, it just didn't it like feel like a full movie. It felt like incomplete. It was just like, it was like the connective tissue between the first and the third one, but on its own, it, what there wasn't enough there. I th I felt that makes sense. Well, like if you go back to Back to the Future, that's the perfect bridge movie because it's just a beautiful, like self-contained, action-packed, yeah, like ridiculously funny, awesome movie. If you never saw the first and the third one, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. you can enjoy that movie, but if you did see them, there's all these little snippets of things. Like he goes back into the first movie and sees himself. Yeah, and, you know the dance and all that. So like it, it it enhances it if you've seen the other movies, but it's also a self-contained thing. I agree. Like the Matrix yeah. isn't really that. Like it's sort of just the middle chapter of three movies. But I still like it. I don't know. I just I thought there's a lot of like deep deep stuff in there that I was really interested in. But I, I thought Back wonder, to the Future. Oh, God. I do wonder like if a person who like you know was too young or whatever to watch the movies when they came out and just like binges them all in one afternoon like. And that's the first time they see it, like what their take would be like, would they still feel the way we do about the second and third one? Or would it make more that's sense? A great question. Would it all flow better? Yeah. Cause uh, bringing it back to the loss comparison, I've talked to people that watch loss, you know, two, three years after the series ended and had no frame of reference to like all the crazy hype, all the theories, and just watch it for what it was. And they liked, they really liked it. They were fine with the end. They had I no, totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see when you're binging it, it's a totally different experience. So I'm curious. Let, let's put it out to our live cast stars. 
for our younger listeners, if you uh, watched the Matrix trilogy after like 2006 or 2005 or whatever, after all the hype, after all the commentary and all the fan theories, and you just watched it without all of that context, did you like the second and third movie? Let us know. Hate mail at metalinjection.net. We'd love any feedback there. I'm sorry. Um, What you said about Lost, though, that people who binge it like it better, that's not really a compliment. I feel like that's more of a dunk because it's like the more you think about it, the shittier it is. Like if you yeah. just turn your brain off and watch it, you know, and, and Lost is not that type of show. There are other shows where you definitely can turn your brain off and watch it. As a matter of fact, a good one is Wrecked. Did you ever see Wrecked? No. They made a, a sort of a Lost parody where these people are on an island and weird stuff happens, but it's a comedy. And But then they, they veered away. Like the first four or five episodes are just like really making hard, making fun of Lost. And then it just goes into a story about people are on an island and all this stuff happens and it's way better. And uh, but I think that's like a dumb show where you just binge it and that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Lost assaulted you with this means something. This means something. This over here means something. What does it mean? I don't know. Come yeah, they even had a podcast but where the directors would go and be yeah. like, no, you do have to pay attention. But to I think part. that's also part of why binging it after the fact is probably better because you're removed from all of that outside coverage. You're just watching this TV show and you're putting whatever expectations on it you would naturally have without the producers and the network and the talk show appearances and all mm-hmm. that extra shit that when we were watching it in real time built up expectations on our part. Well, I agree 100% that the better way to watch it is to just bang it out. I, yeah. I could not agree more, but that lessens it for me. Like to me, a show that you can watch and pick apart and find layers to it, like The Sopranos or Breaking yeah. Bad, is so much better of an experience. Yeah, for sure. And the second thing is Lost sold itself as. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of, so that really detracts from yeah, what it is. Yeah, I agree. They kind of sure. they kind of uh, leaned into it. Rob, yeah. you said we're about to say something about Back to the Future, and I think mm-hmm. we... Oh, I was going to say the second one is such a great movie, and, and what a wonderful uh, sequel. It's so rare that a uh, sequel does as good of a job, or maybe in some uh, facets better. Like, it, it, I can't say better, but like, it was, it was, it's just up there with the first one, and it, like you said, it, it held its own yeah. on its own. I thought the third one was good, but not as good as the first two. Agreed. Because I thought the Western element kind of changed yeah. what the movie was. But the first two were so, so fun. And, and I think they they did such a great job in the second one of taking real care of the franchise and not just cashing in and offering something new and like doing all the cool stuff that they did in the first one, but in a new way so that it's just as exciting. Because I feel like by the time the second one came out, like Back to the Future Mania was at an all time high. Like it was it was probably obviously the hype was way bigger for the second one, because for the first one, no one knew what it was yet. They had all the build of the first one and all the word of mouth and whatever. So they could have just cashed in and done an easy money grab. But they actually did a really good job, which is something you don't really see in Hollywood <laughs> and, and, much nowadays. It's like the opposite now. Just any franchise. Let's just throw out more content because we own this IP. I always said Back to the Future 2 is like the anti-Austin Powers. It's just, you know how they put fan service in, like mm-hmm. things you want to see, catchphrases, but they did it 
in a way that's coherent to the story. Like he wakes up in the bed. Oh, it's my mother. Oh, I'm in. I I, I had this crazy dream. Oh, mom, I'm so glad to see you. And no, she's still there and she's still in love with him. Well, now they did that in the future, but now she's, you know, this wife. What the fuck? And then they did it in part three. And now he wakes up and now it's his, you know, great, 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 great maternal uh, grandmother. So, like, that's doing fan service, but you made it matter to the movie. I would say Back to the Future 2 is the best one of the three. And also the best sequel ever made, I think. I challenge anybody to tell me what's a better sequel than Back to the Future 2. Godfather 2? Great movie, but I I don't didn't I like the first one better. I think I yeah. like the second one better, but I don't know that I like it that uh, that much more than the second back to the future. I'm just trying to think of one like sequels that people put up there with the original. Mm-hmm. The closest one I would put up there with Back to the Future 2 is Die Hard 3, which is the one with Samuel L. Jackson mm, and Jeremy Irons where they go around New York City. Yeah. Oh, I need to rewatch that. It's been a long time since I said it. What about Final Destination Part 7? <laughs> which one is seven? I know you're kidding, but I'm trying to think now. Which one's seven? I think, I... I think four or five of those movies are just fucking top notch. And a I've never seen a single one of those. A couple of them are just fucking stupid. I don't know. How the first two were fun. Yeah. The one with the roller coaster is fucking. Yeah. They re- rebooted the franchise so well with that one. I love that one. Wow. But it's really the same movie, you know, over and over. But, you know, it's supposed to be dumb, and I turn my brain off, and it's fun. It's about the traps. It's about, you know. The Have more... you guys seen any Fast and Furious movies? I've never yeah. seen a single one. No. Yeah, I, I well, not. I saw the first one in the theater, and I've, I usually eventually get around to watching the other ones. I don't think I've seen all of them, though. Is it good? No, nah, I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, it's just a dumb. Well, they want the first few really emphasize i think the first two i would say emphasize the car racing Mm -hmm. stuff and now it's not that anymore like there are cars in it but it's like they're like in outer space shooting torpedoes at sharks and shit right i think it's just transformed yeah it transformed into an action franchise and that's when i feel like people started like being like no when when the first came, i'm like this is stupid i'm not going to give this the time of day and then uh, like the third by the third or fourth one, maybe maybe the one when the rock joined, mm. people were like, no, you don't get like, yeah, it's dumb, but it's like the best dumb action movie you'll see. And it's like, OK, yeah, it's still not going to watch it. It's the closest yeah. 2020s thing there is to a Steven Seagal movie in 1989. Wow. You know, they just don't okay. make that kind of stuff anymore. And yeah. That's made with a huge budget and Hollywood, you know, financing and all that. That's what that movie uh, that Stallone did. The Untouchables, was it? Expendables. Or Expendables. The Expendables. That's what Untouchables that felt like. Another but, great movie. But mm. bad. Yeah, I didn't like The Expendables. I lo- Really? You didn't like The Expendables? I love the one and two. I haven't seen the third one yet. Oh, I, haven't, I didn't realize there was a third one. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, you know I just what there the first is? One. I'm going to hit you to this. Did you ever see The Escape Plan? No. It's a it movie cool. with... Uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger the first time they were ever in a movie together they're both like 60 something and they play these two like Sylvester Stallone is an investigator like a fraud investigator investigating a jail and they don't want him investigating or whatever so they throw him in the jail like this maximum security thing (laughs) and he has to get out and Arnold helps him get out but I learned the other day that there's been like three sequels to this fucking thing. Like I had With no both idea. of them still in it or other people? 
they're both still in it oh wow yeah and they but like this came out in 2010 it was in the theaters the first one made a good amount of money but they made three direct to dvd sequels which i have got to see now how do you make three sequels out of that premise yeah like he's got the worst luck he keeps just accidentally getting locked up in other jails and and schwarzenegger just happens to be also in all of them i have no idea what they're about i just literally just learned that this has been remade like three times wow interesting it's a good movie the first one is really good it was i think it was 2010 2012 but it feels like a legit like 1987 like special Stallone. it's very good very like over the top like lots of explosions and one the top is a different movie yeah yeah that's (laughs) a that's a good movie too that's a really bad good movie that's a good yeah like b or c movie yeah it's so dumb it's so fucking dumb over the top. It's, like it's weird. Movie. You know, like for me, it's so obviously that movie was released in theaters, but I have this whole genre of movies where like to me, they're just like a Saturday afternoon on the local channel 11 <laughs> of the local channel. Yeah, that, uh, WPIX. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like uh, there's so many movies that I've seen that I have a love for that I've only seen on like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. The Last yeah. Dragon. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, Bruce classic. Leroy? Missing an action series with Chuck Norris. Oh my god. Iron Eagle. Yeah. All the all the Charles Bronson movies. Mm-hmm. Those are always on channel eleven constantly. Uh yeah. So <laughs> you know where you'll like, see a lot of those, by the way, now a days on broadcast television, they're on the Spanish stations. Huh. If you go by Telemundo, they're always once in a while they have a, a Chuck Norris movie in Spanish. Interesting. If only they knew how he felt about them. Oh, does he? Has he said something? Isn't he like super Trumpy Republican dude? I believe. Yeah, but I was wondering if he actually did say something racist or. I'm I'm sure if you dig through, there's probably something where he like kicked a Mexican person one time or something. (laughs) Probably did something bad. I want to hop into our chat. Um, Uncle Gianna (laughs) writes: All three Matrix movies are great on their own, and he ranks. First, third, and then second in that order. He ranks the third one over the second one. Oh, I'm shocked by that. And Gianna adds that all Back to the Futures are timeless, and he ranks them second, first, and third. I agree with that order. Wait, Back to the that. Future? Yeah, I would agree with that, too. Although I like the third one. I don't want to disparage it too much. Yeah. But, but less than the first two. Yeah. Yes, I agree. They had to resolve it, and the, res- the resolution is kind of cheesy, but it's hard yeah. to wrap up an epic movie it's series. crazy that they've never like continued that story or rebooted it or anything like of all the franchises you'd think that one would be one of the first ones they'd right. dig it's... back into well they never made a hollywood movie out of it but they made uh, some other media like they made a cartoon series and i don't remember mm. yeah they de- they definitely milked that the brand the, the ip they, i i mean you know i say this and i'm sure like in two weeks we'll see something about like disney plus is putting out a new trilogy of back to the futures they've cg yeah. michael j fox and also- well it's universal that owns it. it's nbc oh, okay. universal so- well, sorry g r peacock it's disney so they're probably like taking out the goldie wilson's unflattering portrayal of the black person as the mayor mm. <laughs> yeah they're taking out that racist Chuck Berry scene that uh, the, oh, the white, that they the, the white savior creates rock and roll yeah. Marvin Berry <laughs> yeah, that is pretty, that's actually something that I could see them taking out because that is kind of fucked up. Like this fucking pimple faced seventeen year old yeah. kid actually invented black music. 
like by stealing it from the black guy. Right, right. Like, the it's black not like guy he invented it. But he yeah, he credit. He well, that's like, for royalties. It's just you know, just happenstance. Imagine he gets back to the future and he's got a bank account set up with just royalties. To <laughs> oh, motherfucker. The Calvin Klein, though, so he can't get it. <laughs> That's how Calvin Klein started his empire. Thank you. Well, look By at chance. this. Fan fiction. <laughs> there we go. Speak this like, movie. You know, that's like the compass in Lost. Do you remember that thing in Lost when Locke goes back in time and Richard gives him a compass? And then he goes into the future and gives Richard the compass and they keep, it's like the compass never had any origin. Yeah. Cause it just goes back and forth. Like that's the same thing. He invented rock and roll. Chuck Berry does it. He learns it from Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry <laughs> teaches it to him. He goes back in time and teaches it to Chuck Berry. And never in any of those scenarios, does Chuck Berry kiss that prostitute on the mouth? No. Well, <laughs> she got piss on her face. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> but you put it there. Shut up. <laughs> Every time he puts it there, every time she wants a kiss, every time he turns her down. I keep forgetting to make a drop of that. I got to have that for next week. (laughs) That woman is like the Sisyphus of (laughs) sex workers. Literally. (laughs) Sissy puss. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Isn't that where Tom Carvel? He's like, uh, hey, this is your your cousin, Marvin Carvel. I got a great, you know that cake you've been looking for? Well, look at this. <laughs> Somehow, uh, camera phones are also. Although he had the Beastie Boys EP that he showed him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Plus. <laughs> All right. Whew. Well, <laughs> it's it's been it's been a laugh, gentlemen. Hasn't it? Wow, is it really? 7 30 almost jesus yeah that flu you have the flu are you okay oh no good yeah okay that's good i said the time flu rob oh the time time needs to take a nap i have the time flu (laughs) you know i haven't gotten like sick uh large like i would probably get you know a little sniffles like two three times a year i hardly get that now yeah uh same uh whenever there's a season change prior to the pandemic I would always get like a small cold same just to usher in the season. But I think because of the masking, I've, I've avoided it. Yeah. This whole time, these last 18 months, I haven't had one of those seasons. Like it's a spring fall situation. Now I probably jinxed it and tomorrow I'm going <laughs> to wake up. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's been all right. And hopefully you're doing all right in your part of the world. Everything's oh, okay. I want to I want to send some uh, well wishes to Dusty Rhodes Muffin. Yes, who announced that oh. COVID in our chat. Oh, yeah. Best well, wishes, yeah. Dusty Rhodes Muffler. May there be plenty of chicken noodle soup in your immediate future. Yeah, get well soon. He's a great poster. Great intent. has so many links, funny links all the time in our chat, and uh, he's a very funny guy. And also, we'll uh, pull out a deep reference to an episode from like nine years ago. Yeah, he's like a walking encyclopedia a legend. of our show. Yeah. Oh, feel better. Well, while we're doing shout outs, maybe it's time to shout out our top Wait, live we cast. We do our playlist, playlist songs. Oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, 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 yes. Every week we do a Spotify playlist. We call it the Metal Injection Livecast Music Break. We listen for free on Spotify. That way we don't inject the songs into our podcast, get a copyright strike. You don't want that. You don't want that. 
So this week uh, I picked a song from the Night Flight Orchestra. And uh, I've been loving this band. Uh, Sid, I don't think it's your jam, but Darren, I think you might really enjoy this. It's the singer of Soil Work and a bunch of other guys in a bunch of Swedish metal bands. They started a uh, a AOR. What's the what's the adult oriented rock? Like it's mm-hmm. like a '80s rock band, uh, like a synth '80s. Like it's like power rock, you know? Like, uh, like and uh, it's Europe or something like that. Kind of yeah, like in that in that kind of cheesy cheesy in the best way. I'm not knocking this. Like I am obsessed with this album. It's so catchy. It's it's not metal. It's rock. Uh, and like it has like a really powerful like kind of like you know how like Pat Benatar rocks, but it's not like super heavy. Yeah. Not that this is Pat Benatar, but it, in its you. own way, it's like in that vein. And the songs are so so catchy. I've been listening to this album all week. Uh, the album is Aromantic Two, and I picked my uh, favorite track off of that. Uh, I, I'm not. Which one did I give you? Sid? Was it Amber Through a Window? I think so. Yes. <laughs> And yeah, is that, that about when the lead singer was peeping in on a woman named Amber as she showered through a window? <laughs> yeah, yeah and the, hook, the hooks are so good. They get stuck in my head. So that's my pick. That's my speed right there. I like uh, and I like soil work, too. So, yeah, the singer Bjorn Speed Stride is a fantastic vocalist, and he really shows off his crooning ability in this band. Cool. Check it out. Sid, what did you pick? I picked the song Down in the Hole by Tom Waits in honor of Michael K. Williams, who passed away yesterday. It was a theme song to The Wire, one of my top two TV shows of all time, top two drama shows of all time. And uh, yeah, Michael K. Williams was probably my favorite part of that show, and he will be missed. He was my favorite part of like every fucking show he was ever on. He was fucking fantastic. And that's what's so wild. Like he obviously Omar in The Wire easily one of the most iconic characters in the history of television like before omar there was no masculine gay character on on a drama uh, not played for lat like played completely straight yeah <laughs> Part, no pun intended realistically yeah and and also just it, it was such a layered character it, it, it was amazing but then beyond that he, he was great on boardwork empire yeah he was great night on of. lovecraft country night of well, yeah, he's he had so many another, great roles. I'm sorry. He plays another gay character on Lovecraft yeah. Country, too. Oh, that's right. Although he's in the uh, closet in that one, but it's like 1930, yeah. so yeah, understandable. <laughs> Emmy's coming up in a couple of weeks, and he was nominated for that role. We'll see if he has uh, a nice tear-jerking posthumous award coronation, because he's never won an Emmy Are those- somehow decided before like before he died or how, how probably far? yeah I think, but still. i think it's the voting is still open because oh you th- really this late when i was in la there were still billboards uh to consider shows mm. like to vote for shows but i'm not even saying that i hope people give it to him because he died mm-hmm. i'm saying he right. deserves it anyway and it would be nice yeah it'd be sad that you know he had it had to happen a couple weeks after he died but deserving nonetheless he was you know he was never nominated for the wire or for boardwalk empire it's ridiculous that he was never well the wire in general was never like always shut out like i think he got one like script writing nomination and that might be it that it ever got absurd Mm -hmm. weird but whatever darren what did you pick i picked uh royal jelly which is a song from the uh 
Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story movie with, with oh, John C. Riley. Did you did you watch it, Rob? Oh, it's one of my it's one of the best. Yeah, I was saying I want to rewatch it. It's been oh. it's been a while since I've seen it. Fantastic, fantastic movie. And this is a part of the movie where he's trying to basically uh, become Bob Dylan, like he's trying mm. to imitate Bob Dylan. So it's like a Bob Dylan uh, ripoff song, basically, but nice. nonsensical lyrics. It's really funny. That might be the best Judd Apatow movie uh, he's ever made. I think. Wow. In terms of Judd, I feel like. Uh, with Judd Apatow movies lately, like the last kind of four or five of them, there's like I kind of lose interest halfway through. But well, this they're one, all way too long. They're all like yeah. 45 minutes to an hour too long. And the middle part is always like endless. This one beginning to end, I was I was hooked. And I think it was such an original concept at the time. Uh, and not and again, I'm a very big Judd Apatow fan. I love a lot of those movies, but I think that might have been the best one. Sure, I can see that. I mean, nothing's jumping to mind that is definitely better, right? Yeah. Well, Pineapple Express. <laughs> yeah, no. But well, which of those are directed by him, and which are only produced by him? Like, did he direct all of these? I, I believe directed. he directed Pineapple Express. No, he definitely directed so. Dewey Cox. I don't think he directed Pineapple Express. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I think that's purely he wrote that. Let's let's quickly take a look at his IMDb. Um, uh, Pineapple Express, directed by David Gordon Green. Oh, okay. Judd Apatow did the story for that one. He hasn't directed all that many movies, right? He's yeah, less lately. Guy. And he wrote Walk Hard, but did not direct it. Directed by Jake Kasdan. Oh, okay. I know he, wow. he directed the Forty Year Old Virgin, which I was not yeah. a big fan of. Yeah, fine. I always felt I, I was it was not bad, but I always thought like people liked it way more than I yeah. thought it was good. <laughs> Anchorman? He did Anchorman, right? He directed Anchorman. The, did he no, uh a, did he direct it or produce it? That's the um the guy that directed Austin Powers did that, I think. Jay Roach. Jay Roach. I think. Don't quote me on that. So he directed Forty Year Old Virgin, knocked Oh, up. Adam McKay directed oh, Anchorman. Adam McKay, Duh. Right, sorry. Shame on me. Uh but funny people. Yeah, that's this is 40 train wreck. Train wreck was good. I yeah, know. I like train wreck a lot. King of Staten that's Island. Not really a comedy. <laughs> I refused to watch Pete Davidson. No. Oh. Did you did you not watch Suicide Squad? He's in that for like three minutes. The new one? Yeah. I did not watch the new one. Oh, so good. Not because know, of Pete Davidson. It. He just I like know. randomly is in it, but fantastic film. Oh, he has a writing credit. Appetite has a writing credit on you don't mess with the Zohan. That's great. Well, he's Adam Sandler's boy, so of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie, I think, is a little underrated. It's not the best movie, but it definitely had a lot of good farcical laughs in it. Too much it, of that accent. Like, even in a comedic oh, setting, so I can't deal with too funny. much of, so much of that accent. Robert Zweigel is killing it. I loved it. All right. Well, let's get to our top live cast fans of the week. Uh, to be a top live cast fan of the week, you hit up our Patreon at the $10 tier, patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. You get all the access you get at the $5 tier with the bonus episodes, the video version, and you get a shout out. Well, shout out at the end of the show. Well, shout out. What should we do? I'm going to keep doing this voice for the shout outs. I want to give a big shout out to Eric. And of course, Robin Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin, big shout out. Benjamin, El Tudorino, Dan R., and Croc Destroyer. I want to give you guys a shout out. 
Ham I am I is. I can go for some ham. Jander. Mm. Shisua Shisusits. The crustacean sensation, a.k.a. got stomper. Dallas. Rob of Empyro. Hugo likes tacos. Land Danks. LaCroix. Doug Pigman. <laughs> I should just like Vince McMahon all of a sudden. Doug Pigman. You're fired. <laughs> Scooby Doo 182. <laughs> and Douglas, who are you? Levison. And finally, hi, guys. It's Josh. I want to thank our top live cast fans of the week. I want to thank all of the live cast stars, all of you listening, and for supporting us. We love you so much. We give you love and kisses. We'll be back next Tuesday. And uh, hope you can join us. And remember, Zoom Hang, Sunday the 12th. This Sunday. PM. Hang out with us. We'll have the link on our Patreon and join our Discord. We'll, we'll, we'll throw the link in there too for you. Yeah. Come hang out. And bring your Come own hang out meme. with us. Yes. And, I, and to be clear, to join the Zoom Hang, you know, you don't have to have your video on. We'd love it. Yeah. You could just join. You could mute yourself. You could just hang out. You could be a voyeur. Party with us. You can do it in your foyer. Be a voyeur in your foyer. And I believe Noah will be joining us for this. Yes. It'll be the, the full live cast crew. We hope you can join us this Sunday. 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 You can watch Five Erica years. Boyer. <laughs> with All Vern right. Troyer. No, no. Oh, you can't watch with him now. R.I.P. a legend. R.I.P. a little legend. Thank you, and have a good night. Bye.